Hello and Hello. welcome to We're Freaking Out. This is Jeff Horst. And Esther Navarez. This episode we are freaking out about uh, the show Woke on Hulu. Yes, we are interviewing comedian T. Murph. Good friend of ours. T. Murph is a Chicago comedian mm-hmm. and he was on The Next Level. Kevin Hart presents The Next Level. And uh, that's how we met him, actually. Yeah, that's how we met him. Taping with Jeff. Taping the same uh, season that I was taping. Uh, We got along, saw uh, his career going uh, in in, in a good direction, and uh, we were happy to talk to him. He stars in the show Woke on Hulu. He is amazing on the show. So watch Woke on Hulu. You don't have to watch the whole thing before you listen to this. You should really listen to this first, but uh, if you haven't watched it. But if you have watched it, cool. Or if you promise to But you better watch promise. It and then like pause right now, yeah. go watch it, and then come back, we will accept that. Yeah. You could even you could even leave a comment on like a post of ours promoting this saying I I promise, and then you... All right, that's too much. He's also been featured on Saturday Night Live, Key and Peele on Comic View. And Laugh Tracks on True TV. It was very nice catching up with him, talking about the show, and uh, I think you guys are going to really enjoy this and find this very interesting. Yes, enjoy. We are here with T. Murph. T. Murph is a Chicago actor and stand-up comedian. His most recent role is co-starring as Clovis on the Hulu original series, Woke. Welcome, T. Murph. Ah, and the crowd goes <laughs> wow. ah, ah, Oh, my God, you got Jeff Forbes and T. Murph. Oh, my God, they're all in here. <laughs> it's like the NBA we just put in. The yeah, we're just going to put in NBA sound effects right now. He's going to say, LeBron. <laughs> Oh man, what's up? How you guys? Hey, doing good. good. Yeah, to uh, those of you listening, we we met uh, at the filming of uh, the Comedy Central's uh, Kevin Hart Presents the Next Level, uh, where we both recorded our half-hour comedy specials. And uh, I just remember, you know, how nice and cool and laid back you were to talk to just from the very beginning. You know, we got yep. food, and I think that was the first time we really, uh, you know, chopped it up. Was uh, was just during the the buffet <laughs> of food that we had, and uh, just how a supportive person that you were to from the very beginning. So it's yeah. all you guys out there. Make sure you check out his half hour. Um, you know, it's 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 on social media. It's on the Comedy Central website. It's easy to find there. So uh, make sure you guys check that out as well. Yeah, man. You like like like. Likewise, bro. When we first met, um, I found out we had mutual friends, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, with Josh and, and, and Ron. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Automatically, I'm like, yo, if you know those dudes, you good people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I like I, I met those guys at Jokes and Notes, man, and they were mm-hmm. super fucking funny. I mean, just so funny. Yeah. But outside of it, the, they were just good people. So it's yeah. like anytime I'm in Detroit or whatever, Josh, like, yo, man, come on. I, I, I got some rooms. You, you want to come get out? I got you, man. I can, I can get you about two weeks worth of rooms. Like, hey, man, I can't do two weeks. I got to go home now. I can't, yeah. can't do two weeks, maybe two days. And then, then Ron is just, man, just one of the one of the greatest people ever, man. Yeah. His personality, his temperament, and funny as hell. Every time I see him, I'm talking crying straight tears. Bro. Tears. 
So yeah, man. Like like I yeah. say, no, knowing that you know those guys, I knew you were mm-hmm. just a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, come to LA. Come to LA. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm I'm over with here. It. I'm with that LA shit. I'm out yeah. Yeah. I like the warm. Weather. I like the yeah. weather, not the people so much, but I like the weather. <laughs> the people are better than you think. I, I always heard bad things about the people. I think uh, it's a Midwest thing because I tell people here, I'm like, you know, people say the people here are so bad, but they're not that bad. And then people look at me like, who said that we were bad? I'm like, yeah. oh, oops. Because I, I think it's the difference between the people that moved to LA versus the Come people that are from LA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, or just, and so I think that's a whole entire different uh thing because then the people that just grew up here though yeah that's a whole different type of no. human being yeah. <laughs> like I, I i met i've met those people and like you know what's crazy i've i've been to the hood in la and like kicked it like it's some like some backyard oh, shit. yeah which is fun and i'm like yo these are like real people yeah yeah you get around like the industry it's 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 the same conversation so mm-hmm. yeah i just left from uh 18 auditions I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I just finished up my third script. Uh, you know, yeah. I got a brand new meeting with 18 uh, and a half new managers and agents. It's like, man, what's that? Like, I, don't even, I don't even know your name. Can we start with that? Can we start oh with the God. basics of a conversation? How, how are you doing today? What's your name? Thank Jesus. You. That's great. <laughs> too much. Too heavy. Too much. <laughs> That's great. Well, we are. It, it is 99 degrees here today. <laughs> I, I saw that. Tony that. Baker was talking about that on, oh, on his Today. He was Where is hot. Yeah. Peeps is hot, peeps. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know you've probably done this a million times, but can you explain the premise of woke to those listening? Okay, so to, to the people who don't know, and you should already. <laughs> so good. Streaming on Hulu currently, right now, all eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Woke is based around a uh, cartoonist by the name of Keith Knight, uh, loosely based around his life and uh, true events. Uh, Keith is from Boston. He moved to San Francisco. Uh, and, it, and it's about, you know, a cartoon, a very lighthearted cartoon that he draws called Toast and Butter. Um, and Keith goes through an, uh, an issue with po- the police, you know, dealing with police brutality. And it, it, it causes him to become woke to start to see things for what they are and not what he wants them to be. Um, I play Clovis, who is Keith's uh, friend and roommate. Uh, His other friend and roommate is played by uh, Blake Anderson, whose name is Gunther. And we kind of help Keith navigate this journey, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what's his next move. And, you know, really trying to help him not throw away all of his hard work by just trying to be woke, you know, and, and becoming the, the Colin Kaepernick of the cartoon world. So it, it's, 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 it's got a lot of great characters in there. You have Ayana, who's played by Sashir Zamata from uh, SNL. Um, you have Rose MacGyver, who plays, uh, 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 damn it, I just went blank. Adrian? Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You have Rose MacGyver that, that plays Adrian. Um, you have uh, JB Smooth who voices the marker. You have <laughs> so Eddie Griffin who voices a forty ounce <laughs> bottle. Along with uh, yeah. You have Cedric the Entertainer who plays the trash can. So it, it's it's just a, a great cast of people that came together to make this thing happen, and it's 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 a, it's an amazing show. It's so good. So I didn't know. I looked it up as I was watching it that Keith Knight had this experience with the police 20 years ago. And that was just, to me, so amazing. And that he started shopping the show in 2007. And then Hulu picked it up in 2016. Four years ago, this started. 
And then with everything that like just happened, like how did you feel knowing you had that in your back pocket when all of the shit went down? You know what's crazy? Um, we've talked about this a lot. And, and, and to me, regardless of when this show came out, it would have always been timely. Because, yeah. I mean, just, just of what's been going on with Black people for, I don't know what, like the last 400 years. Um, yeah. It's like, yes. the, the, the show is always going to be right on time. And it's funny because mm-hmm. a lot of people who don't know how TV works, it's like, they just filmed this because of what happened with yeah. Floyd. I'm like, they just you- filmed eight seasons in, 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 <laughs> in a episodes. week, or eight episodes in a weekend. They just ran out. Like, they I'm casted like, everybody. They get- <laughs> like, what? What? Like, yeah. Like, you think that's how this works? I'm like, look, man. Yeah. You, like, George Floyd, tragedy. Trayvon Martin, tragedy. Tamir mm-hmm. Rice, tragedy. Uh, Sandra mm-hmm. Bland, tragedy. I'm like, it just goes on and on and on mm-hmm. and on. Myself, 14 years old, I was assaulted and battered by a police officer mm. in high school. Awful. You know who got expelled? This guy, the guy that got cuffed and beat down by a police officer. You know who got charged and, and had to, you know, be on probation for four years of his, of his high school career? This guy. Uh. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this, is, this is an issue that's always been around and it, it, yeah. it's still going on today. So mm-hmm. we're going to keep putting a light on it until something is done about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember Brianna when you Taylor right now. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember when you shared uh, on social media, the, the story of what happened to you when you were 14. Oh my God. And, uh, and, and then I, I was thinking of that incident when uh, watching this show, especially towards the, the last episode, uh, more so towards the last episode, because of you saying that you, uh, the, how, how you were punished by the yeah. treatment that you went through and thinking of how, the character uh, of Keith in the show, uh, when he was receiving uh, an issue from law enforcement, in the same way, where they were, they came for for him. He he was being sued for him being beaten, and so yeah. I it, I just was, it was just reminding to me once again of just how this is a problem that, like you said, it's it's not it's not necessarily timely. It might be timely to people that are because the, of how much more media attention that something right. might be getting at the moment, but that's not yeah. changing the reality of how long this has been going on. Exactly. And, you know, the, the show does a great job of, of bringing attention and awareness to that uh, because a lot of people act, you know, as if these problems don't exist. Mm-hmm. They feel like we're so, we're so progressive as a country, <laughs> you know, <laughs> things have really changed. I'm like, you need to travel. Or just <laughs> cut on, I don't know what, the news? Like, what are you talking about? Have you, yeah. seen, have you seen, like, some of the voters for mm-hmm. your current president? Like, no, times have not changed. And as a stand-up comic, Jeff, you know we travel all over the country. Yeah. So we see the, the, the ugly underbelly of this place. Yeah. You know, going to Kansas or Kentucky or upstate New York or Southern Illinois. Like these yeah. places are very different than these, you know, liberal, um, you know, jungle gyms that people feel like, Oh, I, I live in Chicago or I live in mm-hmm. Atlanta or New York city and Los Angeles, Baltimore. Things are so different. Like, no, yeah. just, go a little, just go on the outskirts. Yeah. Yeah. 50 minutes each way and see how, yeah. how much things have really changed. Stand-up comedians are probably the least surprised that exactly. Trump won. 
it was like, you know, we probably didn't want to all admit it. You know, I'm sure I'm sure we were all still somewhat surprised, but compared to some people that just couldn't see it happening. And we're like, we've seen there's some bingo halls in some mm-hmm. cities you've never heard about that <laughs> are towns you don't want to ever go back to <laughs> at all. At, at all. all. Yeah. It, it, it's weird, man. You know, I mean, <laughs> and, and, and like I say, it, this this show, uh, it it. it to me, it, it, it puts a spotlight on a lot of it. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, people in their mind, they think that things have changed. Um, and I'm not even going to say that they think things have changed. I just feel like they've gotten to the point where if we don't talk about it, then it'll, it'll just go away. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's like, we, no, we have to talk about it. That's why some people have problems with the show. Because mm-hmm. um, it forces people, a conversation. Exactly. And those people aren't Black people. <laughs> like yeah. those people, some of the critics are like, I don't think we should be laughing at this. this yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? And then I go and find that picture, and I'm like, you are the furthest thing from a black from. Person. Yeah. yeah. How old is Roger Ebert or whatever? Like, do you see some <laughs> reviews? And I'm like, yeah, you're you're a 77 year old white man. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not I'm not surprised that you're out of touch, but your yeah, opinion like isn't really black people how to la- how like like how to deal with their pain. Like, yeah, yeah. Can't do that. This is our. This is our pain. So we're going to mm-hmm. deal with it the way that we know how. And we're going to laugh through it. Yeah. I <laughs> love how the the art in the show, his art, is dealt with the same way that this art of making the show was, where he has art in the show that forces a conversation. And he, this show is art that's forcing a conversation. Like, uh, what was the what did he say oh one of my favorite parts of the uh of the the black people for rent episode was when a white guy looked at the flyer and just said i i think i'm mad about this and then he looked to another white guy and was like should i be mad about this that was yeah. that was like my favorite part it was because it just it shows the the conversation has the conversations about race have are so infrequent that people yeah. literally don't even know what they're supposed to be mad at. Like that's the, that's ground one of like, like that's the first step of like, is this a problem? Like, so they, they don't, it, it, to not even know if it's a problem is like, Oh, you literally haven't even questioned this before. <laughs> this is, so I, I loved that. He's like, I, I think I'm mad about this. Am I, yeah. am I supposed to be mad about this? It was just beautiful. And, and, and that is the portrayal of what, liberal america is at this point yeah it's like you've been at a comedy show where you <laughs> you can go on stage and you'll say something oh yeah and the audience <laughs> will look to the one black person in the yeah. audience and be like let's see if they're laughing yeah okay it's, all right guys we can we can go ahead and we can we can laugh now because i didn't yeah. know we should be upset for him should we yeah. be mad for him yeah when he's laughing we can laugh oh. now <laughs> 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 or or even shows where it's a it's a liberal group of all white people and their voting record would show that apparently they care about the issues that I'm talking about on stage. But for yeah. some reason, the actually talking about it part is they're like, no, we want to just say that we like black people, but can you, can you stop mentioning that they exist? Like, can you, can you just, yeah. And I'm just like, well, what do you mean? You guys, you guys thrive and love how liberal you are and you guys brag about it all the time. Like, well, what, you don't want these conversations? And they're like, um, no. No, how, we do not. <laughs> how was uh, Canada uh, from uh, a race from a just a racial perspective? Did you notice a difference of racism in Canada I ha- uh, versus uh, of versus America? I, mean, I know that there's obviously racism in different forms. Uh, yeah, it still exists in other parts of the world, but just comparative or whatever you wanted uh, to share of the experience. 
Canada is, for one, very Vancouver. I'll say that. Vancouver is very not black. Okay, like there <laughs> were no black people. Like when I say none, when the cast left, it was back to white in Asia. Like wow. that's all it was. Wow. It's, it, that's all it was. Um, I actually went to a few stand-up comedy shows. And, oh, okay. Um, and while I was there and to just see how when, 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 when comics go on stage, what they're talking about, mm-hmm. man, look like it was <laughs> like one, one of the comics. I don't remember his name, but his bit was like racism and racism in Vancouver is a little different. Right. Where you look at somebody and you're like, I mean, not all Asians like it's it's to the point where it's, you're like, whoa, like just even the way that they talk about, you know, just native people there. They're like, mm. they're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know, she has a really, he has a really, you know, beautiful like ethnic girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, ethnic what? is just. Like, it's like you, you like, mean not white? What does that? What does that mean? <laughs> when somebody says ethnic, it's just such a. <laughs> it's so weird. Or, or this is the other one. Yeah, have you met like any of the? Uh, aboriginal people and i'm like okay like i'm like just the stuff that people say i'm like yo you Mm -hmm. know that's not okay right yeah (laughs) wow you shouldn't be saying these things (laughs) oh did you go up at all there while you were filming wow i went up a few times um i performed at two places i performed at this spot called yuck yucks Mm -hmm. um which is in Vancouver as well. It's like a stand-up comedy club. I guess they got a, they got a few of them around Canada. Uh, so that was that was dope. Uh, and I and I just <laughs> I just talked shit about Canada the entire time I was there. I was just like, I'm like, yo, where the fuck do you hide your black people? Like we just kept going through it. I was like, I'm like, I get it. You can say you're not racist because clearly you ran them all away. Like, what are you talking? Like, there's yeah. there's no fucking black people. So I just yeah. kept going through that. Um, the the other thing was I performed I performed stand up also at a on the third floor of a strip club there. Oh wow! Oh man! So, so they have a strip club and then third floor there. strip club. Yeah, that's and they do stand up comedy. So the, that's the VVIP. That's the very very. <laughs> it, it, was, it was super dope. It was a very American show. Um, <laughs> like Sashir so got down on the show. She rocked out. Oh cool. Um, so it it, it was it was. Man, it, it was dope just to be like, cause we went there, we went to the strip club and when we got there, the guy was like, hey man, so, so you're here for, you know, I'm like, what do you think we're here for? He's like, you're here for comedy? I'm like, comedy? I'm like, are you trying to be funny? He's like, no, we got comedy on third floor. I was like, yeah, really? let's do comedy. Yeah. <laughs> it was me, Lamorne and Blake Anderson. So we literally went to the strip club and ended up at a comedy show. And then That's we great. Paid, we paid to get in the comedy show. So it was like, it was oh, like wow. Canadians apiece. So we paid. Oh, wow. And I perform, so like this is like the first time in like eight, eight or nine years where I've actually paid to perform. So, <laughs> I asked the guy, I was like, "Can I get some time?" He was like, "I mean, are you sure?" I was like, "Man, I think I'm okay." I was like, "I got like a comedy yeah. special," and he was like, "Oh, yo, you, I, 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 I'll give you some time." At first, it was like, "I don't, hey, man, I don't, we don't just do open micers." Yeah, like, that's I'm great. Right. A little bit, and then yeah, rocked it. That's great too, because. <laughs> Like comedians, you know, it's like, oh, what are they going to choose? Because comedy's their first love. It's comedy or titties, and you chose comedy. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. yeah that says a lot about a person Easy. when they're in that situation. What? And then I went downstairs <laughs> afterwards. And I was like, let's go. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I got my fix for today. Oh yeah. <laughs>
Had you heard of Keith Knight before the show? I had not. I had not. I, I, I did a ton of research on Keith afterwards. I was not familiar with his work before, um, before the show, mainly because I, I, I really wasn't in the comics like that after. Um, mm-hmm. Like once I once I went, to, went away to, to college, I was really focused on that uh, and not graduating. And um, <laughs> you go and trying to make it in the world, but no. Afterwards, man, I, I learned a lot about Keith. Like I actually have his book right here. Oh, cool! Is that the giant? Oh, okay, that's great. That because I awesome. I did read about how he was pitching the show, where he had a five hundred page book. And he threw it on the table and said, there's your 10 seasons. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> that, that is amazing. Because yeah. I was going to ask you, do you, I know you wouldn't be able to say, of course, you know, this is exactly what's going to happen. But do you know anything about the future of, if there was another season of like the characters' futures? I don't know. We, I mean, we're all, we're all waiting. Um, mm-hmm. From what I've heard, the show is doing very well. Uh, people love the show. And apparently they love Clovis. So <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been getting a lot of offers to do, you know, interviews. I, I'm literally right now today, I'm taking over Entertainment Weekly's. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, that's great. That's, yeah. So, so people love Clovis. So yeah. we'll see. And I can't, uh, we were talking about this. We can't imagine the character of Clovis being played by anyone else. No. So like at what stage of the project were you attached to it? Because like, like did, you, did you make it your own? Or was it, or yeah, I was just curious because I was like, this is, this is T Murph. This is him. You know what I mean? Like this is, this just felt, you just looked so comfortable. Yeah, man. Um, that's a lot of that credit is due to um, Lamorne, Blake, and our director, Maurice, Maurice Marable. Mo would always tell me, he was like, look, man, I, I love what you're doing with that, but do it as T Murph. And I was like, okay. And him <laughs> telling me that, it was yeah. like, all right, well, I can I can do T Murph all day long because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know him him giving me the freedom to be able to kind of freestyle and, and do some things. You know, as a comic man, sometimes we just want to add our own little flavor to it. Yeah, and, and him allowing me the freedom to be able to do that took the character to a to a totally different level. Perfect. Yeah, that's great. Was Keith Knight involved in the production at all? Yeah, Keith was on set a lot. Uh, Keith Keith helped with the uh, you know, of course you know the writing uh, aspect of it and he yes. would always come down and watch us or whatever Keith is Keith is very quiet kind of reserved stays to himself so as long as we're on there making him look good he's like hey man do, do, do your thing you know <laughs> that's great do you know if you were based on somebody that he also knew well Keith had roommates when he lived in San Francisco mm, so he had okay. roommates when he lived in San Francisco uh, Clovis. His personality, though, comes a lot from the co-creator, Marshall Todd. So Marshall, oh. you know, put a lot of his personality into Clovis. I mm. love that. It's so amazing. I've heard about other shows yeah. that kind of have that hybrid of like, this is kind of a real life. But then this is also another person. I love that. Yeah. Is, uh, is this your fir- was that your first uh, white roommate? Have you ever had some white roommates? <laughs> Actually, I did have a white roommate. <laughs> now, All right. Got it, man. So when I was a freshman in college at uh, SIUC, when I stayed in, uh, what it was the name of that damn? I can't even think of the name. <laughs> but I had a white roommate, man. Yo, this dude was, it, it was actually supposed to be two of us, but it ended up being three of us in, in, in a dorm because we had one of those like extended dorms. So uh-huh. 
people in there. So it was me, this guy, and then my, my other roommate, Frankie, at the time. And, mm. man, that dude was wild, man. Yeah. He would, bring, he, would bring action, he would bring action back to the dorm room and just get it cracking. And we're like, yo, like, it's two other people in here, bro. Like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Or three, because Frankie might bring his girlfriend at the time over, and I'm just sitting there like, oh. <laughs> moans again. All right. Oh, God. Hilarious. <laughs> what I liked about Blake uh, as a character on the show was just how much room to grow he had as a character. Like, he had good intentions but I, I it's it's good to see in television uh white people especially in a show like this with with the messages behind it not be portrayed as like oh well i'm the perfect white guy i understand everybody else outside <laughs> is racist all the time but i get it a hundred percent you know what i mean i liked that he still had room to grow and uh and and so i just that that was just something that uh was was interesting to me about yeah. the about the show as a whole yeah, it, it was it was that was that was very dope about it. Um, it all it, it also was funny that the only person that 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 was drug dealing on the show was the yes, guy. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, oh yeah, no, we, we did pick that up. We were going to talk about that of like I didn't. Um, the irony was amazing. The, the, the irony beginning. was amazing from the very beginning. Of he's got he's basically making cocaine and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then he's got other pills and he's hitting the bong all the time. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, that 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 was yeah. that. Yeah, we definitely picked up on that. Oh yeah, yeah. He's the one who can get in the cop's face and yell at him. Yeah. Yes. When he yeah. has all the drugs at home. Yeah. 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 He even looks like he has all the drugs. Which yeah. Is, like, <laughs> they didn't even like make him like, uh, oh, he's just a straight laced guy and happens to have the drugs, but he's white. Nope. He looks like he's got all the drugs in that robe. In the robe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So has this show changed like what you want to talk about on stage or affected anything in the woke aspect of it? No, um, my, my material already was being pushed that way just based off of, you know, all the stuff we see on social media all day. And mm-hmm. the fact that we have a president that will say whatever the fuck he wants, whenever he wants, regardless of mm-hmm. what anybody thinks. So as a stand up comic, it's like, all right, man, I, I, I have to say something about this shit. Mm-hmm. And it's not... I'm not one of those preachy comics. I'm going to make it funny, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's my thing. I'm going to make it funny, but I'm also going to make you be like, damn, that was kind of wild. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. I, 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 think, I think the show is just pushing the conversation forward. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I already was talking about a lot of this stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does feel like at this point in stand-up, I know a lot of times people would get worried about like, oh, but what if you isolate your audience or what if you whatever? Fuck everybody now. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a wrap. Yeah. 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 And I mean, stand up isn't for everybody. You know, it's, it's, it's sure. You know that. I mean, stand up literally is for your audience. So it's like, yeah. you know, when, when you look at Kevin Hart as being the biggest comedian on the planet right now, still, everybody doesn't like Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Cat, Cat Williams as being one of, the, one of the funniest people out here. Everybody doesn't like Cat Williams. Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. to me, my personal goat. Uh, everybody doesn't like Chappelle, but yeah. he's a fucking legend on that stage. Bill yeah. Burr, another one who will rub you the wrong way, but have you crying laughing <laughs> at the same time. So to, to, to be a comic is not to be liked by everyone. If that's mm-hmm. not, if that's, yeah. if that's yeah. your goal, then you should fucking be a motivational speaker. And not a- If that's your goal, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, that was motivational for Jeff right now. I yeah. Feel. yeah. Uh, 
We heard in an interview that uh, that you did that you got to improvise uh, a lot of the scenes. Uh, did you have any favorite lines that made the cut? Um, yes. One of my favorite lines was when Lamorne said she's trying to catch the essence. And I'm okay. Like, and Blake Anderson goes, isn't essence, you know, essentially <laughs> like you get. And I was like, yeah, she's trying to capture that dick. And that, <laughs> that, that right there, that made That's, the writers fucking fall out. And they were like, yo, keep that. That's, so, it. That's great. Trying, trying to catch That's that great. Dick. You know, yeah, it were just the, the there was a lot of moments like that where I, it just made me wonder i was like yeah that just felt like team earth talking they yeah. didn't you know what i mean that that's what made me wonder like how much was it, it was cool to see that they gave you so much freedom to just be yourself because yes uh yeah that was just perfect we oh we also heard in an, in an interview that a dude actually wanted to buy uh the black people for rent merch uh yes. question what the fuck that's, Yo, I don't. <laughs> so literally, I'm folding the stuff up, slapping it back in the box. You know, uh, the crew is coming over, making sure that everything is on point because you know continuity. And as they're putting stuff together, we got this table, we got the t-shirts and shit outside. Like this random like white dude just comes up, like, "Yo, it's fucking oh. dope, dope." He's like, "Yo, how much, man?" And I was like. Nah, man, it's, it's like this is not for sale. We're like, it's like cameras and shit. Yeah, like, that's the part. I he's like, come on, man, I got money, and he pulls out like a, like twenty Canadians and was like, man, let me get a yellow one. I was like, yo, they're not for sale, man. And he's like, ah, oh, man, like like security has to be like, come on, man, you got to move on. He's like, oh man, the dude don't want to sell me a shirt, man. I got money. I'm like, what the fuck? Like you, you really want to walk around with a black people for rent T-shirt on? Like you, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, it was it was a real thing. Me and Blake were sitting there like Blake was like, I fucking told you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Wow. Real thing. That's Canada. Sure. That's, yeah, that, that, that's um, Canada. So yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, what f- something that we freaked out about was you say on the bus patient zero with the with coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, did you even know what coronavirus was at that point? Yes. So um, Canada actually has been preparing for, for coronavirus literally since we got there. So when we got there. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> wow. Other countries prepared? January 5th or January 6th, we got there and they were already talking about coronavirus on the news. Um, because again, like I told you, there's, it, it, Vancouver has a very large Asian, Asian population. Mm. Um, and a lot of those people actually migrated there from the Wuhan province. So mm. there were actually people, if you, you, I'm pretty sure you can look it up, there were people that were stranded in the Wuhan uh, province just because of the, the, the travel bans that were put in place. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't come home and they were trying to get back to Vancouver. So they were actually talking about flying a military plane to uh, the Wuhan province, putting the 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 vancouver or the canadians whoever on the plane flying them back and then making them quarantine for 14 days once they arrive back in uh british columbia so wow because people were like yo we need our family home like we have children that are over there we have you know our our, our student like our kids who maybe you know traveling you know studying abroad or whatever but yeah and but the, the issue was they couldn't find a crew to work the plane because at the time uh, like, the crews were like fuck wow. no like i'm not <laughs> literally want crazy to, you know so yeah um and when i was coming back from vancouver in january i flew back january 20th and the the kiosks were like have have you been to the wuhan province in the last 14 days 
Mm, wow. Like, these are the questions that the kiosk mm-hmm. asked when you were scanning your passport. So, yeah, I knew what I knew what coronavirus was. At the time, we did not say coronavirus. That's something that we added in post. Oh, oh wow. okay. But we said uh, we had the young lady with the mask on. She was coughing. We said SARS or MERS or some other shit that they don't have a a, a name for yet, which is, you know. Yeah. It's it's still COVID. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's such a trip. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was like, that that, that added to the level of of just all of it. I was like, man. it, as current as some of the of, of this whole show and yeah. people are going to say that it is with so many other reasons i'm like this he just said corona did he just say <laughs> i just couldn't get over that, that either. so weird because I, I work in audio post-production so now i want to go look at it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like that's just a trip yeah. oh wow that's wild the tv <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome we wanted to talk about the end mm-hmm. where Oh man, talking Cubby! About, talking about the bear, the bear. Oh man, I I felt that from so many perspectives, yeah. from a wow. from a comedic perspective, from a joke perspective. When he when he repeated bear, when he was yeah. like he was like, well, it's still a koala bear, like it's still a bear. I was like, like in every, from in every aspect of that entire episode, comparing the animal rights people mm-hmm. to people who will actually stand up for racial inequality was it, it that yeah. was great it was just yeah, that it, it was a conversation that it was a conversation really that needed to happen needed to uh, especially during the uh to me what brought it home was towards the end of the episode when uh Keith's like you know I, I have something to say and he went up yeah. there and, and said anything and I felt like he was it was it was as respectful as you could you know, expect somebody to be in that situation where he basically was like, no, I'm not even saying that you shouldn't care about Cubby, but like my life matters too. And nobody seems to care. So, so, so why is it that just, that felt like that was so uh, important of a conversation, uh, such an important topic to bring up of we, we got to care about each other. You know, it's it's good to care about other things if you want as well, but don't let that be an escape from caring about people because it's easy to care about an animal. Can't even yep. can talk. Can't even te- you know what I mean? So it's like it's like it's easy to care about something from far away, but other yes. human beings can have conversations with you, and that makes some people, you know, a lot of white people, uncomfortable because now they feel guilty. They're like, ah, I'd I'd rather you not talk about this right now. And so just that whole episode, I. I just couldn't get over so much of it. I was like, this, this episode's important. This is an important oh, episode yeah. in television right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know I mean, just even just looking at the symbolism in it, uh, even mm-hmm. the sign. When, when, when yes. Sign, and, you know, you look at the signs like Trayvon and, and all. And, and, then, yes. and, and then Hubby. And he's like, yo, look at, look at his sign. Yeah. Like, because people, people put the emphasis on animal life. You know, you look at the mm-hmm. commercials now. You look at Harambe. Even though he's dragging a fucking kid around the pool. Granted, the parents were shitty and let this kid fucking fall over in there. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, come on, man. It's like, what about the gorilla? What about the fucking kid that's being drugged around by the gorilla? Like, they could have tranquilized him. He could have beat the kid to death. The kid shouldn't have been there. Like, it's just going to keep banging back and forth. Yeah. 
basically like, yo, fuck the kid. Is 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 how people are gonna take that. It's but and and the only way that people can, I I feel like I could imagine the only way that people could not possibly take it as fuck that kid is if people are caring more about humans. It's like it's like if I saw that you were caring about Black Lives just in general, then then I wouldn't question. Uh, the insensitive it wouldn't seem insensitive to care so much about a koala if you exactly. also cared about black people as well but yeah. otherwise it just I, I can understand how you know as much as I can understand how that would rub people the wrong way mm-hmm. and so I thought that was an important uh, question what were you oh, what did we forget there was um, what you mentioned about understanding oh yeah uh, forget exactly what episode that was but of I thought it was really important. It was black people for rent. Oh, it was. It was another part of black it was people when for rent. Clovis had the merchandise. <laughs> Clovis had the supporting. merch and you were supporting. And so yeah. I, what I loved about that was that you fully didn't. It, it, I don't even know if you fully got the art as much as you were like, I'm supporting a friend of mine. And so that was yes. an, that was enough. That's enough for you. Bare minimal to to support a friend is i'm supporting a friend and i thought and blake and going back into how much room you know white people can grow as well uh even whether you're an ally or whoever whatever wherever you stand in this we all have room to grow because blake originally him not understanding it was justification to him to not support it at first and i think that that's such an important message to people to where you don't have to, especially you're never going to fully understand another culture because if you're not a part of the culture, so you can't wait for complete understanding to be, uh, to if if you're going to wait for you to completely understand another culture before you support it, you're never going to support them. So you should, you just need to support just off of good intentions of this is a person trying to better themselves, support it. The end, no questions asked. And in such a, a short scene, I thought that it kind of got that message across where you were like, you know what? He was like, dude, so do you like all this? And you were just like, I, yeah, no, I, I just know a friend of mine. I'm just trying to help a friend of mine. And I think you should too. And he was like, and it, the message, I just thought that that was a very well done scene, well acted, well written all around. Yeah. And I mean, and that's how friendship is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And even not just friendship, but relationships. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been plenty of times where, you know, your partner may be completely wrong, but mm-hmm. in that moment, you have to be there to support them. And then when you get home, you let them know, hey, you <laughs> fucked up. Right? <laughs> yeah. I had your back, but don't fucking do that again. Like, because you put yourself in that situation. And my wife has had to do that with me several times because <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> and sometimes I fly off the handle and she's just like, I got you. But when we get home. So yeah, and, and like I say, so as, as a friend, you have to be there for your friends, especially in their time of need. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that Clovis got an opportunity to be the voice of reason there because a lot of people weren't expecting that to come from Clovis. And- yes, I like that about the, the character. It, that, that is one of the things I liked about the character is that a lot of people can say that he was the funniest part of the show or you know, just how funny uh, you did with that role, but that there was also so many moments of... Uh, being more than just a comic relief yeah. of uh, for for of, of a moment you brought clarity to different people throughout the entire show 
Uh, also, you helped. Um, why well, I'm having trouble with everybody's names. What was it? Um, Ayana. With yeah. you helped her with her relationship issues. You know, so it was. It was a. The characters were were very well written to where that none of them felt like they were just there just to make people laugh. It was yes. it was always a little bit more depth to the perp. Everybody seemed purposeful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so much more room to grow. Like I, there better be a second season because I got to see Clovis hit on some yeah, more women. Right. <laughs> gotta see some more. I gotta see Clovis, gotta see Clovis run hit. through some ladies. <laughs> That was so Clovis fun. Got his ass this <laughs> was striking out. He got hated on. Keith was my number one hater. I don't know if you noticed that. He kept running yeah. the ladies away. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. You in the hockey so jersey good. made me laugh. I like yeah. the. That <laughs> she didn't even question, just. Uh, <laughs> just like, yeah, yep. sure. Hey, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Did you have a favorite episode of it all? Um, favorite episode. You know, honestly, no. I'm 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 not gonna say I do. I because I love I love them all. I've watched them all so many times, and I just keep watching them over and over. Maybe maybe it's because you know I'm the new guy or whatever. But yeah, I, I love it all. I just keep watching them. <laughs> yeah. That's great. It it really. I I mean we. We rewatched it, most of it, and mm-hmm. but watching it because especially like when I first watched something, the first episode You're is just an establishment. You need to. So it's yeah. just like learning everything, and to go back and watch that again was mm-hmm. it, there's so much more there too because now yeah. you, you know what's coming, and it's just mm-hmm. yeah, it was hilarious and very very well done, and I'm looking forward to more. Yeah, me too. Jesus. Let's let's make let's it happen. These no. <laughs> yep, we're gonna speak it into existence. Yeah, you hear him, Hulu and Sony. You hear him. <laughs> we'll tag them. <laughs> Please do follow Team Earth on social follow media. We'll Team put Earth. all that stuff. We'll at the put end all the too. links. But um, just watching everything that you're getting now is amazing. Every yeah. everything that's coming. Whenever you take over somebody's Instagram or something, I'm just so happy for you. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, I appreciate it and. And man, Jeff, let me tell you, really, you keep me fucking laughing all day on social media because you post some of the wildest shit ever. And it's so funny. And I, I just, I, I always automatically go to the comments because I'm like, somebody, <laughs> the comments somebody, are, yeah. somebody's about to be pissed off. I got to yeah. gotta laugh. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, that, I do like the, I, I guess I like the uncomfortability because then it doesn't even... <laughs> I don't even have to. I don't even have to go in the comments and and I, I just read other people. I I think one time I got a little bit too much. I go. I argue with people in the comments too much because I do remember one time you replying to me of just like Jeff, why are you arguing with these people? What are you? This ain't for you. What are you? <laughs> Let them argue amongst themselves. Stupid. Like just leave the money at. Yeah, that's my biggest problem. My biggest social media problem is me arguing with too many twelve-year-olds. Thank you so much, and yeah. uh, thank you. Both thank for you. Me. Really, I hey, absolutely. It. Thanks and, for taking uh, the time. Much, much power and success to you all, and let's fucking just take over what's left of the world. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> let's take over what's left. Thank you, T Murph, for taking the time to talk to us. You can follow T Murph at T Murph on all social media. All social media. And remember, watch Woke on Hulu. And if you watched it already, watch it again. Yeah. 
And this episode is brought to you in part by Fresh Balls. Use the coupon code JEFF10 for 10% off of your own Fresh Balls and all Fresh Body products. That's um, a cream for your balls. Yeah, it's a cream for your balls. It gets hot outside. Balls can feel uncomfortable at times, depending on the weather, the clothing, and different circumstances. And And they have other stuff. They have fresh breasts. Fresh fresh breasts, fresh feet. Fresh uh, body. Fresh body, which is just just soap. It's really just soap. Well, it's it's, 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 it's a soap and shampoo. Oh, I forgot it was soap and For men and women, it's a neutral scent. It's vegan friendly. It's got some stuff going on. It does. It It did smell like everybody. Smelled like everybody. It's used for everything. It was a good time. Good time. And this episode is also brought to you by MaskMarket.com. For every mask you buy, they donate a mask to an organization in need. How cool is that? It's awesome. And they have this one that like lights up with LEDs. That looks like if you were going to go to a rave, although none of us can go anywhere. But if you were going to go outside like and be rave. six feet away from somebody and you wanted your face to light up all awesomely, they have that. It, it moves with your mouth. If you were to talk, the lights will mimic your mouth they movement. are sound activated yes the more i talk about this the more i'm I angry we, we, i don't already yeah have why one. don't we have one yeah i'm actually gonna buy one uh, it's dumb i don't already have one yeah now We're i kind of want to do it and just post a video about it it was gonna look, advertise it, it, lo- and it looks cool buy it ourselves yeah yeah we've we failed you so far, so now mm-hmm. we're we're in the right. But anyway, use Jeff10. Use the coupon code Jeff10 for 10% off. And hey, uh, neck pillows are a thing of the past. Now it's time to get a neck sofa. It's like a neck pillow, but it's like way sturdier. It, it's not going to like fall apart and feel clump like all uh, dumb. It's, it's really comfortable. It's really sturdy. Uh, NeckSofa.com. Use the coupon code Jeff15 for 15% off of your own neck sofa. You used to think they were just for traveling, but they're not. They're for chilling everywhere. Chilling everywhere. It's good for just your uh, good posture. It's good for back issues, back problems. Obviously, as well, you can wear it uh, if you're just on a plane. But I know a lot of us aren't traveling these days, so we're coming up with other uses. Uh, you can have it if you're a passenger in a car. We are part of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. Go to planetantpodcast.com and check out all the podcasts on the Planet Ant Podcast Network. Follow Planet Ant DET on all social media. There are a lot of live shows. We actually have a live show on every Saturday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. We have a show called Hungry as a Horse, and we cook vegan food. Yeah, every Saturday. So tune in and come chat with us. It's a lot more entertaining when we're talking to you guys. And you can follow me at Jeff Horst on all social media. And you can follow me at Esther Toy, T-O-I. That's my middle name. I know you always think it's weird uh, that yeah. I say it's my middle name, but... I mean, I forgot to even... You at least told them how to spell it. I just said Horst fucking figure it out. Like, I didn't oh, I guess anybody. I should say how to spell my first name. E-S-T-H-E-R. Ah, you did first name, but you, for, you did... T-O-I. You did the toy without the... Ah, H-O-R. Because they're going to forget the H. Follow us on all social media, including TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, we're talkers now. We talk. We're a talk couple. So thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast. 
powered by Pinecast.